Chapter 20 of the book of Exodus begins with the Ten Commandments. The preparations for this experience have been detailed in chapter 19. And now in chapter 20, God has, speaks all these words. God spoke all of these words saying, and what follows now are what we know as the Ten Commandments. And it begins with, Anochi, Hashem Elohecha, Asher Otseiticha, Meyaretz Mitzrayim, Mibet Avadim. I am the God, I am the eternal God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, the house of slavery, the house of bondage. And actually, this event, which takes place in Sinai, recalls for the student of the book of Exodus, a prior event that took place at Sinai. And that, of course, is a story back in chapter 3 when Moshe, who was a shepherd for his father-in-law, for Yitro, uh, is watching the, the flock. And the Torah says that um, he is traveling in the desert. And uh, Moses came to the mountain of God in Chorev. Chorev in the Torah is used synonymously with Sinai. And Moshe, in Chorev, in the second verse of chapter 3, Vayam Arach Hashem Elov Bat Eish Mitoch The angel of God appeared to Moses out of, out of a, in a blazing fire, out of a bush. Mitoch HaSneh. And Moses looked. Vinei HaSneh Boer Ba'esh V'HaSneh Einenu Ukao. Torah three times in the second verse has the word sneh. And as the story uh, continues, it becomes clear that this sneh in Chorev is the very place, the mountain of God, the Torah calls it in chapter 1. This is the place that all of Israel will return to later, having been redeemed from the land of Egypt. And God says to Moses later on in the long conversation, this is the sign that I have sent you. When you take the people out of Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain, on this very mountain. And presumably, that's a reference to Sinai, the Mount Sinai, this mountain, and refers either to the Ten Commandments or to serving God could refer to the building of the Mishkan, the tabernacle in which we serve, or both. But certainly, Moses, standing on the mountain of God, uh, and the experience of the Sneh recalls for the student of the Torah, the experience of Sinai. And here's a very interesting distinction that is the Torah draws between Moses' experience at the Sneh and Israel's experience at Sinai. When God speaks to Moshe at the snare, God says to Moshe, don't get too close. Take your shoes off. The place that you were standing is a holy place. And this, of course, recalls later on that when it came to Sinai, we were told to stay back, not to get too close. Big tahar to set boundaries and borders around the mountain. That's similar to what we have at Sinai. 
And the next verse, God said to Moses, Vayomer, Anochi Elohei Avicha, I am the God of your father. Elohei Abraham, Elohei Yitzchak, Elohei Yaakov, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. I am the God of your father, that is to say, says God, who is your father? Your father is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the God that Moses is confronting, experiencing, is the God of Moses' father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And now we come to chapter 20, and the Ten Commandments begin with the word, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am the God, your God, the eternal God that took you out of Egypt. So the experience of the, of the Ten Commandments, the God that the people are, are uh, standing in presence of, is not just the God of their ancestors. It's not just the God of their tradition. In the story of the burning bush, Moshe asked God, what is your name? And God says, I am what I am, but tell the people the following. The God of your ancestors, the God of Avotechem, forefathers, appeared to you. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. The people are to be instructed by Moshe in chapter 3 that the God who sends Moshe is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. But the experience of the Ten Commandments is an experience that takes place after we left the land of Egypt. So you, I am your God who took you out of Egypt means not just the God of your tradition, not just the God of your ancestors that you know about through others and you follow in their footsteps. But beyond that, it's something else as well, which is I am the God of your own experience. So your experience is part of the relationship. You have experienced me and therefore, you have a different kind, an additional kind of commitment. And the experience that is spoken of here, the continuation of the verse, I'm the God that took you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. I'm, a, I'm the God who delivers you. I'm the God who cares about the, about the slave. You shall have no other gods before me, speaks to part of the experience of the land of Egypt. We recall in reading about the experience and God's presence in the land of Egypt, that one of the major foci, if not the major foci, of the redemption, what Moshe must tell Paro is, I want you to understand the nature of God, the plagues of the man that you should know. And God said to Moses explicitly, I will redeem the people from Egypt, and I will do war, and I will bring judgments against the gods of Egypt. So there may be other gods out there, but, but this God is supreme. There's none like me. But apart from all that, whether there are other forces or not other forces, that may be for the other peoples. But if, as far as Israel is concerned, the God that we have and the only God we have is the God who redeems us from the place of bondage, the God who brings us on eagle's wings to God. And that's the God that we saw in Egypt. We, we witnessed the plagues. We witnessed the... Uh, crossing of the sea, the destruction of the Egyptian armies. We witnessed all that, and therefore, out of that experience of being redeemed and connecting to this one God, it follows that we have obligations to this one God. This is the covenant. 
So the God that took you out of Mitzrayim is the God to whom we owe allegiance, and therefore there can be no other God. Now there's something else interesting. In these Ten Commandments, there, the uh, Fourth Commandment, and the one that the Torah spends perhaps the most time describing, is of course the commandment to observe the Sabbath. So, Chorit Yom HaShabbat Lekadsho is the commandment that there's most space devoted to. We are to remember the Sabbath to sanctify it. And the Torah speaks of working the six days, but the seventh day is a day of rest for your God, and work is not permitted, not only for ourselves and for our families, even for our servants, even for our animals, and the stranger in your gates. And the Torah gives a reason. God created the world, says the Torah in verse 11, God rested on the seventh day. The work was completed in six days, and God rests on the seventh. And God blessed and sanctified at Yom HaShabbat. It's interesting that in the version of the Ten Commandments in the book of Devarim, where again Moses recalls the Ten Commandments with some modifications, some differences, the reason that's given over there is not about the creation, but the reason given over there is you are to remember that you were slaves in the land of Egypt and God redeemed you from there. So it's very interesting. The book of Exodus, the book of redemption, when it talks to the Shabbat, doesn't mention remember you were slaves and God redeemed you. But the book of Devarim, which addresses a people, presumably, who were never in the land of Egypt, there it speaks of remembering that you were slaves in the land of Egypt. And it strikes me that in the book of Exodus, even though the book of Exodus is about leaving the land of Egypt, but the Ten Commandments themselves don't present it that way. They don't say, I took you out of Egypt and therefore you observe the Sabbath. They speak about the God who created everything, heaven and earth. It's specifically the book of Deuteronomy the people that were never actually there. Those are the people who are commanded to remember that you were brought out of the land of Egypt. Either because the people who were there don't have to be told that, or perhaps for a different reason, which we may explore in the future, that it's specifically the people who were not there who can appreciate fully what it means to be uh, redeemed from Egypt. The people that were in Egypt and this is the theme the Torah returns to many times, even though they were redeemed from Egypt, they don't actually fully grasp the, what it means to be redeemed from the land of Egypt. In point of fact, the people that left the land of Egypt speak often of returning to the land of Egypt. But those that were never in Egypt to begin with, they never speak of returning. Only they who were never there can fully grasp from their perspective what it means to be a free person. So we have over here, though, the commandment of the Sabbath. And the Ten Commandments does begin by talking about the God who redeemed us, redeemed you from Egypt. That is to say, the relationship is not just based on being part of a tradition, which is significant, but also on the personal experience.